Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Welcome along, Series 4, Episode 2 of the MLS UK Show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. We have got loads and loads to get through today. There's already been two weeks of MLS action, and we've got a little bit of silly stuff for you as well. Henry, two weeks in already, the time is flying by, MLS is back. It is, and uh, what I've realised as well is that it's only been two weeks since episode one, our preview episode, and there's already so much of what we said that is wrong, completely <laughs> wrong. We've backed the wrong horses. We said Montreal would struggle and they're top of the conference. Yeah. We shouldn't expect anything different from MLS, should we? If you've, from this podcast as well, if you've been <laughs> watching this podcast or listening to this podcast for long enough, you know that uh, any predictions we made in that first episode, there was no need to take them to heart. You know, if we said your team might struggle, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, few people noticed that the year that Seattle won the uh, MLS Cup, was the year that Poppy said that their kit was her favourite. Yeah. So a lot of people saying, oh, well, now she loves that new Hendrix Seattle kit. This is it. They're going to go and win MLS Cup. I don't disagree with you so far. <laughs> no, if you're a betting person, listen to Poppy. Uh, into Miami fans, you. Uh, she also said your kit. So uh, you might be uh, in for a good season as well. Uh, welcome to episode two. Uh, we've got so much to talk about today. Uh, Mark Turner from Last Word on Soccer. He's a uh, uh, Austin fan he mm. goes watches and he reports on them you had a chat with him didn't you yeah i can't tell you how much i enjoyed this chat and i'll i'll let you in on a little secret as well when we agreed um when we agreed to catch up with him he said that he just got back from la the first austin's first ever game at the bank of california stadium uh he'd, he'd been there and i was just desperate to chat to him all about it and then i found out that he's british as well so he's literally mls uk through and through, lives in America, uh, British Austin fan, and he went to the game. I can't even imagine what it must be like to go to a football match. I've completely <laughs> forgotten that. Um, but yeah, really, really nice chat um, with Mark about Austin and the season ahead for them. Yeah, and uh, coming up as well today is uh, because in episode one, because it was a preview episode, we literally had Poppy's kit reviews and our previews and we still went over. So all your favourite games, Crisis Right is back today, uh, Henry's Guide to North America, that's back today. You've really missed Henry's Guide, let's be honest. And you missed the theme tune. That's enough. Um, so uh, I'm looking at one of the MLS team of states or cities. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away. However, 
it's uh, we are kind of theming today's episode on one team in particular. We have just given you a hint, so maybe that's a hint of where <laughs> I'm going to today. Uh, so that's coming up. We'll also give our match pre- uh, predictions for this weekend, and we'll have a look for the first time this season on who is the unofficial MLS UK champions. We'll tell you more about that later on. Uh, but first, we talked about Poppy's uh, kit reviews before. A lot of people pointing out that Seattle are going to win MLS mm. Cup because she said that their kit is the uh, is the best one. And uh, you had a message, didn't you, about Poppy's kit reviews from, uh, from this weekend? Yeah, during the uh, Philly-Miami game, uh, somebody messaged to say, but as much as we enjoyed Poppy's kit reviews... What does she think to Phil Neville's pink tracksuit top? Because <laughs> there's quite a lot going on. So I asked her. So here we are. Here is Poppy's uh, one second review of Phil Neville's pink tracksuit top he wore in the Philadelphia game this weekend. Can I have one? <laughs> is that it? She liked it. <laughs> That's all she said. And I Can went. Can I have one? <laughs> uh, it's a birthday on Monday, the 3rd of May. So maybe one. You're not getting her in my app. I'm drawing the line there. <laughs> I'm drawing the line there. Um, that's, that clip, by the way, is staying on this hot key bank forever. Can I have one? That is incredible. Um, what else? We've, we've had quite a lot of responses, haven't we, about stuff that we've spoke about on episode one. And uh, one of them, I noticed it was uh, John on uh, Twitter. He tweeted us saying, really glad you guys are back, but I'm disappointed the intro has not got the, uh, the, the sound bites that we had in the last series. Now, the reason uh, for that... Yeah. I- is literally because if you remember, it says in one of them, Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Uh, Norwich, congratulations, Norwich have been promoted back to the Premier League. Bolton need one more win to get promoted. So uh, when it says full of frustration, the narrative's not quite right at the minute, no. is it? Uh, full of despair, despair. Norwich are doing better than Orlando, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think throughout the season uh, we'll start to we'll start to add those back in. I've maybe got something that I think should go straight in there. Okay. Can I have one? <laughs> uh, what part would that go? <laughs> uh, what part would that go full in? Full of frustration, full of despair, um, and disappointment. Yeah. Can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> in search of silver, in search of silverware, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it could be. In search of pride, passion, silver. Yeah, in search of silverware. Can I have one? <laughs> By the way, she has she's had so many. Tw- Thank you if you've tweeted Poppy or got in touch with Poppy in the last uh, two weeks because she has been inundated. She don't really use Twitter, but she started doing it now, and uh, she had a lot of likes when last week I made her watch Columbus v Philadelphia, which she was like watching the Buzzy Bees versus the Cheese Spread. Um, so <laughs> she's getting into it. I made her watch San Jose the other day as well against Dallas. The uh, the the blue kit is just a blue kit. Well, uh, that blue kit won. And we'll have a look at what happened this weekend in MLS very soon. There's a third microphone, which we can set up for if you, if you wanted to just join the team or we could just replace you. Is that, that's your call. Um, let's move on. Uh, it's the start of an MLS UK show. So, of course, that means it's a game with a change in name. Last time was Ineacho, who never... I, I, I'm one one down in the series. Some people were fuming about this, but it, it was a good shout. Not many people know that. It was, but I was never going to get that right. So no. hopefully I'll have a better chance this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you've not heard the game with a change of name before, this is where I give you the career path of a player who's played in the UK and in MLS. It could have been at any time in any order. Um, today's started their career. Same age as me, by the way, 29. Started his career... At Beershot. <laughs> Who are they? Beershot sounds like a great place. 51 appearances, two goals. Just yeah. to give you, pick up on the goals here because it'll give you a clue of the uh, position they play on the pitch, maybe. Then went to Celtic in 2011, played 61 games, 10 goals. Oh, so he's a bit more prolific for Celtic. But mm-hmm. then again, me and you could probably score 10 goals yeah. in the Scottish Premier League. I imagine whatever league beer shot are in, and I have no clue which league that is, um, is probably more difficult than uh, playing in the uh, Scottish League with for Celtic, just saying. Um, I didn't know this about this play. Now I've seen it written down, it's coming back to me, but I didn't know this. Played for Southampton. Right. 85 appearances and four goals. If you'd have said to me, this is a well-known person, yeah. if you'd have said to me, who did they play for? I wouldn't have said Southampton. 
forgot completely about this period. Uh, and I'm going to omit the other the other team because it will be way too easy. Um, but they now play for Montreal. Right. Okay. Um, the only person that comes to mind straight away who's played for Celtic Southampton is Virgil Van Dijk, and I know it's definitely not him. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we keep saying MLS needs better defenders. Um, he's only got one leg at the minute, and I think he'd still make the team. <laughs> Um, right, I'll have a think about it. If you know, tweet us at MLS UK Show. Tell us where you're up to in the podcast as well when you figure it out or comment uh, below on YouTube uh, because when you comment on YouTube, it makes a timestamp, doesn't it, of where you're up to. So yeah. we'll we'll know. We'll know if you're lying. We'll know if you've gone back <laughs> to this point and told us to try and make it look good. But we know. We know if you're lying. Who started their career at Beershot and now plays in MLS? That's the question. No Googling. Uh, right, shall we get into it? Let's do it. The MLS UK Show. So before we get into this week's MLS action, let's salute and say thanks to our sponsors, Soccer90. Their website, Soccer90.com, has such an incredible array of football stuff, jerseys, tracksuits, the lot. Yeah, not only from MLS as well, also from the European leagues and the Mexican league as well. If you want to put a little bit of a, how can I put it, a bit of a jinx on one of the Mexican teams ahead of the Champions League this week, then if you go to uh, Soccer90.com, use the code MLSUK and you get 25% off. Right, let's have a look at what happened this week in MLS. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Right, well, there's only one place to start this week in MLS. LA Galaxy, he's behind you, Chicharito, with the hat-trick. We said on the last episode of MLS UK show, our preview episode of the season, that he needs to score goals. And we joked that he needed to score two goals in the first half of the first game. Well, he didn't quite do that, but he got him in the second half. <laughs> he's now got five what a start. He's back. This is the Chicharito that we thought we would get in MLS 12 months ago. Yeah, we were we were messaging last night during the game, weren't we? And if you look at our Twitter at MLS UK show, you can see we were, we were getting a little bit ahead of ourselves with uh, with Chicharito. But the guy's incredible. This is this is exactly what I was expecting last year. Yeah. Let's just forget that he played last year because this is exactly what I expected what I anticipated from him the first goal last night the, the fox in the box anticipating the run it was a difficult finish actually to be mm. fair um you know a, a sliced deflected shot that he's tucked in at the far post that's that's him it doesn't matter if you're not scoring from 40 yards it's irrelevant he's gonna get so many goals this season from that position his movement was incredible last night and I think people aren't talking about that enough yeah it's great he can hit the back of the net but it's the movement that gets him gets in those easy finishes. They are easy finishes, but you have to be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's that second goal he scored yesterday, uh, as we record this on the Monday against Red Bulls, uh, where Vasquez uh, passed it to him. That is probably going to be his furthest goal yeah. from, the, you know, furthest out goal. He will score most of his goals in the six-yard box. But as you said, he's a goal scorer. He's a fox in the box. And those are invaluable to, play, to teams, especially if you want to make the playoffs. If you can get a guy who's going to get you 15, 20 goals a season that is going to put you in the playoffs. So it's a good start for LA Galaxy. And they, uh, maybe Toronto FC as well, but LA Galaxy, 2-3-2 two, two wins, they're going to be the team to watch this season. Not to see how they do, just for action and just for goals. <laughs> bet on goals, bet on lots of goals. Uh, yeah, no, I was really impressed with them. And it's it's just nice to see that kit, isn't it? Yeah. I know Poppy wasn't a fan. <laughs> um, I know it reminds her of lads from uh, England going on holiday abroad, but... I just think they're in a good place. We talk every year about how Galaxy are just, they're not that team anymore. And I feel like they're becoming that team again. And I like it. Yeah, well, they've, they've needed a, a head coach. They've needed Greg Vanny. And uh, when he came into, uh, when it got announced that he was managing them, uh, I think it was around Christmas time, we said to each other, this is exactly what they need. He said at the time, all that Chicharito needs is a bit of a cuddle, a bit of a hug, social distance cuddle, but to say that you are one of the best players in this league, and we will make you, you know, we will give you the ball. We will give you those chances. That's what they've done after two games. Can they win MLS Cup? Mm, I think they, they're very reliant on Chicharito after two games. Yeah. But it's a lot better than what we've seen. I want to go back to, um, as we're looking over the first couple of weeks, I want to go back to some of the predictions that, that we made. We both very much got on the Cincinnati train. Uh, yeah, well, after 10 minutes of that first game, it was great. It was it set off from the station. Uh, since then, they've conceded seven and not scored. 
yeah, 5-0 away at NYCFC. I know that pitch has such a horrible home advantage because it's literally square. Um, are they going to kick on? Um, you'd think so with Acosta and uh, Branner. And they scored the two goals for him and it did look like, right, they've got it sorted here. Um, I still don't think they'll finish bottom of the conference. I think they'll come into their own a bit when the new stadium opens as well. But I just think there'll be a lot of Cincinnati fans who would have thought like us, thought, right, this year's the season we can really push on. So 5-0 in your second game. Uh, And the lights have dimmed here in the studio, which could be a metaphor for uh, Cincinnati's season. Yeah, the lights are out. <laughs> but uh, no, as Elliot tries to turn them back on, um, yeah, I, I don't think that they'll uh, they'll struggle as much. I think it's oh, it's out even more. So as every time I say that, I don't think Cincinnati will struggle. <laughs> the lights go out. There we go, it's better. Uh, right, third time's a charm. I don't think they'll finish bottom of the conference. Are you sure? <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that one. That was crazy. Uh, no, I think... Um, I think they'll be fine. There we go. Fine. I think they'll, I think they'll stay on now. Maybe right, right. Let's let's move away from Cincinnati then before we in complete darkness. Uh, can I just go for my my favorite color? Oh, I knew he, I knew he had a purple button on there, and I was worried that he would use it. He's taken uh, the second episode for him to do it, but I'm sorry. Um, I, I tell you what. Let's before because uh, I want to talk about Inter Miami and um, a few of the other games. But before we do, you just made it purple. Let's talk about Orlando Atlanta starts of the season. We drew nil nil in that opening game. A yeah, very, very even game, which I think I was oh, more happy about than you. So boring. Yeah, it was. A it bit. was awful. Uh, second game, uh, Orlando kicked off the weekend drawing at SKC, which is a good point. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Atlanta have beaten Chicago. Um, rather than talk too much about Orlando and Atlanta and how they've started, two goals. Any other season would be seen as goals of a season contenders. Obviously, uh, João Paulo, for example, in the first so game. Good. Something to say about that. But Nani's back heel, Barco from about 30 yards. Uh, they've just contributed to a great start to the season in terms of goals, action. MLS is back. Yeah, Nani's back heel, right? I know, I know this is a strange thing to say as an Orlando fan, but I think anyone who's played football at a, at a decent level that's not it's not that difficult it wasn't it wasn't like the barco hit like that's an unbelievable strike um jao paulo like incredible i think nanny it's just the pure it's the balls to do it isn't it yeah confidence yeah he didn't look round he's no no point where he knows that that's gone in no he can't he doesn't look all the way around so i I think that was maybe the it's the way he carried it off is that is actually the most impressive thing um but yeah the goals have been so so good Mm. i've been so impressed and what a league to watch yeah. If you're, you know, if you're just like a casual football fan, I said this to to Brian in my other half this weekend. We were sat there and it was the uh, it was the Nashville game. Uh and we also then watched the uh, the FC Dallas game against San Jose and I just I just said to us like what a league this is because there's always something going on, you know, goal line clearances, goals from 30 yards, volleys going top corner. You've got to love it. You have. Uh, and also, there's been a lot of games where teams have been leading and the other team has come from yeah. behind. Into Miami, I'm doing it again. I will link this whole podcast together somehow. Uh, into Miami and uh, disappointment in the first game, losing at home to LA mm. Galaxy. The second game, getting that first win away at Philadelphia Union, who didn't lose regular season at home last season. Big Big result. Yeah. When you look, I you know, Philly and Columbus were two teams that we really um, got behind. Um, we said that they were definitely going to be up there, going to be contenders for the Shield. Um, I know, uh, you know, one point each, middle of the table. I know we've only played two games, but you, you've got to admit that you're surprised that, you know, neither of them have picked up a win. That's the beauty of MLS. It's the beauty, you know, we, we look at teams like Minnesota. We were bigging them up and they've not won yet. You mm. know, it's it's, uh, it's how it is. But it will all even itself out. As we know, MLS is, you might as well just write off the first half of the season yeah. when it comes to June, July. Of course, we've got uh, the European Championships. We've got like Copper America. We've got all these tournaments as well where, yeah, it is a two-half season. But if you don't pick up points in the first half of the season and mm. then you've got players that are missing in the in the summer, you're going to struggle. So uh, I think we will see a lot of freak results. And I think as well, we'll see a lot of teams like San Jose 
of, of just the, the one week they're great, one week they're not, one week they're great and one week they're not. And then it's just about finding that consistency. Yeah, I, there's been a couple of teams and Orlando's one of them actually. San Jose is a team that I can't work out yet yeah. because is it that Dallas are that bad? That San, you know, because San Jose were really poor in that first game. San Jose really struggled. Um, they looked like they had no midfield whatsoever in, in that game against Houston. And then they've gone and beaten Dallas quite quite comfortably. Incredible goal from Caden Clark, by the way, and a great assist as well. The Caden Cow, sorry, yeah. uh, the oh, guy. Caden well, Clark's got a yeah, great goal. Caden Clark as well. All the Cadens. Caden Cow, unbelievable performance in that game. And you kind of look at them and think, well, w- which San Jose are we going to get again? Because that's exactly what happened last year. It was like one week great, well, one week not so much. Orlando's the same. You know, it's, it's actually really hard to gauge going to Kansas City and getting a point is actually really good. But if you watch the game, I think they could have given so much more. They could have gone and won it. And you think, well, are they going to have that edge? You know, when Pereira comes back, when Jansen comes back, when we've got Pato fit, you know, are they going to start to dominate these games even away at at difficult difficult places to go? Mm. So there's a lot of question marks at this stage, which is good because it'd be really boring if it was all over already. No, you're right. And um, as a result, the start of a season, there's always a lot of like defensive errors and teams Mm. working themselves out. Uh, No, Orlando had one. Mm. Montreal, we mentioned them at the start, but Montreal... Uh, they're another team that are going to be great to watch if they carry on the way they're going. Yeah. But okay, Montreal got four points, but they should have six. They, and they shouldn't have conceded as many goals as they have. They look very suspect at the back, but amazing going forward. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, Nashville, another team. I just love to watch them. Yeah, Nashville's so good to watch. I messaged you, didn't I? Um, because they were 2-0 down at the time. And I just thought, how are they losing this? You know, they were completely dominant. I just... I know I'm a Norwich fan. I just, I love everything about Nashville. Like the, I love the yellow. I love the Jersey, um, massive stadium. Their new one's going to be great. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Nashville train. I, I really, really like what they're doing. They look, you, you hit the nail on the head when we were chatting, um, you know, before we did the podcast, they just look like they're, they're there. They've got their feet under the table. They are part of MLS now. They don't look like a team that's just, just rocked up and, you know, played a couple of years. I want to talk about Austin in a second and then we're going to speak to, well, you're going to speak to Mark Turner uh, from Last Word on Soccer. Before we do, this weekend we had probably the the first big MLS Cup contenders match, LAFC versus Seattle. Yeah. Um, LAFC's goal, Friar told Nuhu not to bother doing the lying uh, behind the wall, which has become a big fad now in football. It's the thing that... The they, draft excluder. Yeah, and uh, I must admit, I, I watched teams do it and I was like, how many times does that actually happen? Seriously, like, what is the point? Of course, the one time it doesn't happen and uh, LAFC score. But it was a great finish, though. We tweeted, didn't we, um, before the first game saying, has anyone seen this in MLS yet? Because yeah. I, I don't think I had. I don't think last year I saw anyone do it. And then it's obviously become a big thing in the Premier League. I've seen teams do it against Norwich in the Championship. And I wondered who was going to be first to do it. And now that's the evidence. That's why you need to be doing it. Wall jumps up straight under the wall. And at the end of the day, that's that's costly because that you would have had three points there. Yeah, but a very even game. I think both sides, they are going to be there or thereabouts for yeah. MLS Cup. They probably, it wouldn't surprise me if they face each other again in the playoffs. So it's going to be fascinating to watch how both sides do. Um, Brad Smith as well, first goal for Seattle. Stra- a strange finish. Yeah. Fair play to him because I wouldn't be putting my head in there <laughs> thinking I'm going to get kicked in. The- you know, he really, really stooped down for that and yeah. somehow it went in. <laughs> Bizarre goal. Um, Austin FC, they scored their first goal in MLS. They were 1-0 behind at Colorado Rapids, mm. came back to win 3-1 and there's a good atmosphere behind Austin at the moment. I can't wait for their first home game, but I mean, if they're going to bring as many fans as they are doing to away games, then we don't need to blink, uh, be at home because it, it is like a home game. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm really I'm really enjoying Austin at the minute. Um, they've not been on TV here, so I've not watched, a, not watched a full Austin game, so full disclosure on that. Can't wait till Till they're actually on and we can uh, we can take in a game fully um i i like everything they're doing i really like the roster we said last week 
um, that the roster is really good, really well balanced. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm really excited to, to kind of spend a bit of time on this, this podcast chatting to Mark from last word on soccer, because he was actually there at the bank of California stadium for their inaugural game. That only happens once. It's amazing. Like I wish I'd have been at Orlando's first game. Like that's such a special thing. Yeah. We were never, ever going to be at Norwich's first game or Bolton's first game. It's, it's a real moment. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that we get to chat to him. Yeah, uh, but before we do, I just want to say, for me, the big winners of this weekend, fans being back in grounds. Yeah. We watched the LA Galaxy game when that Chicharito goal went in. The so first loud. One. It was loud, it was great, and we're watching from thousands of miles away, but we were... Uh, they, they're bringing fans back into uh, English football. We'll get to see it next season, but hopefully just the last game of the Premier League. We can't wait for it here, but to see it actually in action... It's just uh, hairs on your arms go off and it's MLS is back the fans are back and it's getting back to some normality. Yeah, 100% agree. Lots of people that, that listen to the podcast that, that we follow, they follow us. We're at games this weekend. I was so, so jealous. The guys, uh, LA is our house. Uh, we're at the Galaxy game, yeah. saw loads of people uh, tweeting those guys. So yeah, if you are going to a game, please just... Please just enjoy it and really make the most of it because we're so, so jealous. Um, anyway, here's what happened when I had a chat with Mark Turner from Last Word on Soccer, who was at Austin's first ever soccer game at the LAFC Bank of California Stadium. The MLS UK Show. It's the MLS UK Show. This is Elliot Holman and I'm chatting to Mark Turner from Last Word on Soccer. Mark, you are uh, an avid Austin FC fan, which is impressive. They've only played one game. <laughs> I am. I'm very avid. I moved to the city about two years ago and immediately immersed myself in Verde and uh, got my media credentials and um, have been following the team ever since. So there are really only three teams that I am fully in love with. There are lots that I dabble with, but I'm a Nottingham Forest fan from way back. I'm a Colorado Switchbacks fan because I lived in Colorado for about 20 years. So they're my USL team. And now I have an MLS team. <laughs> well, welcome to the crazy world that is MLS. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, what's, what's your story, by the way? Because um, we can tell that you don't have much of an American accent. And uh, how have you ended up, up over there? And, and why Austin? Yeah, so I've been in the States now for about 20 years. As I mentioned before, I'm a Forest fan from way back. So I'm, of course, originally from the UK, actually not from Nottingham. That's another story for another pod. But um, <laughs> I attached myself to Forest very early doors. And for the first 15, 20 years of that supportership, that seemed like a really good idea. Uh, not so much the last 20 years, but um, moved to the States about 20 years ago and moved to Colorado. As I mentioned, Colorado Springs, that was really a work a uh, work move. My wife is also American, so that helped facilitate that process and really loved it. Absolutely loved Colorado, loved Colorado Springs specifically. Could never really get in with the Rapids. I, I had an affection for them, like I'd look from afar, but Dick's Sporting Good Park, it's just a bear to get to. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I can't really get down with a team that wears purple. So <laughs> that never really jived for me. But really where I found my niche was in writing for Last Word on Soccer. And so I did that for about the last year of my time in Colorado Springs. And then when I moved to Austin, my editor said, you know, we don't have a beat writer covering Austin. He didn't need to finish the sentence. And I was like, I got this, I got this. So um, yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, it's I, I've been I've been in the city now to see some of the really significant milestones. So I was there when uh, Rodney Redes was announced as being the first signing. I was there when the shirt was revealed and I was the, I think I was the third person to purchase a shirt from the Verde van. I was there when they announced Yeti as the shirt sponsor, which was huge in Austin. It's uh, obviously a brand yeah. associated with the city. I was there when they had the, the Q2 naming rights at the stadium. It's not really Q2. It's called the Treehouse. I'm trying to make that stick. <laughs> I love that, by the way. That's so good. Make, uh, it, make it stick, man. Um, so not only are we very jealous because you're, of course, uh, over in the States, uh, we can't even leave our houses over here at the minute. Um, uh, but not only that, you got to travel all the way to LA to cover uh, Austin's first ever game in MLS. Tell me everything. What was that like on a personal level and for the team as well? It was wonderful. I mean, it was, an, it, it was one of the best weekends of my life. So the day started at 
3 a.m. West Coast time. <laughs> I'm on Central Time here in Austin, but you know they're two hours earlier, so I had to be up at five to get to the airport and whatnot. Um, they organized the airport. They organized the flight really well, so that was uh, flawless. Arrived in LA early doors and then just took to the streets, went to go find my people. Immediately was able to connect with some Verde and Black. And, um, you know, we ate, we visited, we walked the streets, they banged drums, they played trumpets. Um, it really was... I, sorry, I don't know if you can see... I, I I just haven't been to a football game in so long. I've actually got goosebumps just hearing you say these things. And it's taken me back to Orlando and the smoke and the drums. And like, honestly, I'm so jealous right now. I've literally got goosebumps. It's incredible. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I had to tell you. <laughs> Not at all. Well, how do you think I felt? I mean, I, <laughs> I did have the privilege of attending the Austin FC, FC Dallas preseason La Copita match a couple of weeks prior. And that was a really weird sensation, Elliot, because... The last professional soccer game that I've been to was a year ago. It was going to watch the Lionesses play in the She Believes Cup. Yeah. And, and that game took place um, in Toyota, Toyota Stadium where FC Dallas play. And I took my daughter and about two or three days after that, America shut down. And so to return there, to have Toyota Stadium be the first place that I returned to, yeah. it was a little eerie. It was kind of weird. Um, no fans or very few fans at least. So this really was the first proper kind of return to a stadium um, with thousands of fans, you know, albeit not as many as we'd like, but still. So took off to the stadium, uh, the Bank of California Stadium, and it's, it's, a, it's a very, very impressive stadium. I mean, architecturally, it's breathtaking. So I promised Austin Anthem, who is the original supporters group of Austin FC, that I do some YouTube videos throughout the day, which just added to my workload. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. So I was running around in the parking lot outside, like videoing the exterior of the stadium and providing commentary and then talking with the staff and trying to talk with the uh, LAFC fans. Um, and then went up to the press box at the Bank of California Stadium, which is something else. If folks want to check out my pictures on Twitter, LWOS Mark Turner, I, there's there's just a bunch of pictures on there from this past weekend. They walk you into this press box and they have these huge sliding windows, kind of what you would, can, the, the closest thing I can um, parallel them to is patio door, when, uh, kind, of, kind of glass patio doors. And they would they slid all the way open, providing exposure to the elements. So you could feel the heat of the sun. You could hear the noise from the crowd. I joked that you could smell the cut grass. You couldn't from that height, but <laughs> it was, it, it just sucked you in. It was so immersive. Um, and I have to say that when the team came out to warm up and then of course came out again in uniform for the national anthem, and then the referee blew that whistle for the first time, I was really emotional. I've only been I'm following bad. this team for two years and I was I mean, I, I, I had tears in the corner of my eyes. I was really, it was something. It was really something. So, um, yeah, and then had dinner with friends afterwards and then literally passed out at 10 o'clock that night, face down on the bed in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired. I finished my article, shut the laptop, passed out, and that was that till the following morning. So it was a whirlwind trip. When you look ahead to the rest of the season, I know I made my prediction. Uh, I, I love Austin. I love the roster. I, I, I think it's strange to say for an expansion side, but I, I think you'd have to be disappointed if you didn't make the playoffs with that roster. Am I on, am I on the right track there? I, I have pegged them to make the playoffs. I mean, I pegged them to squeak in. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're my pick uh, to make the playoffs among, in the West. It's difficult. The West is such a strong conference. Um. I think people, there were a lot of people being quite bullish about Minnesota's uh, chances this season. And I think Minnesota are a great team and they're going to be yeah. fine and they're going to make the playoffs. But, you know, they got, they got beat up one side and down the other by Seattle on opening day. So that just goes to show you, you know, the quality in this league, you cannot take your foot off the gas because anyone can beat anyone. With how tight the West was last year when you, when you look, um, especially at the, at the top few teams, there's every possibility that you can get away with playing that first half of the season, analyzing it, 
as long as you learn from that and you improve for that second half, you bring in what you need. Um, there's there's definitely every chance that, that Austin make the playoffs for me. And, and I think Minnesota will be there as well. I, I love what Adrian Heath's doing there. Just a real slow, gradual build. And um, I think a lot of teams could probably really learn from that. Um, uh, when you When you look towards two, three years time, What's a realistic expectation for for Austin FC? Do they become an established side? Because we've seen San Jose struggle. LA Galaxy can't do anything in the West now, you know, for the last few years. It's really, really tough. What do you what do you hope for and what do you believe is achievable? Wow, that's a really great question. Uh, as I mentioned to you before we went on mic. I've been doing one podcast after the next this week with it being Austin's first week and everyone wants to talk about it. And so I feel like I've answered all the same questions over and over again, (laughs) trying to find interesting variations each time. And that's one question I've not been asked. And I think it's because, you know, we're kind of in the eye of the storm right now, right? Kind of the couple of weeks leading up to the opening game, the opening game and all the furore and now the aftermath and also we're taking, we're planning to take a big uh, Austin contingent to Colorado this week. So we kind of basically shifted gears without catching breath. It's like LAFC right now, Colorado. <laughs> so um, given that we're in the midst of this, I haven't really picked my head up and thought about that. I haven't thought, you know, six months from now, what, what will we be doing, let alone two or three years from now? I think what I'd like to see, you know, for sure is to establish ourselves. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. MLS star. MLS Cup star on the jersey would be lovely two or three years from now. Uh, who knows how feasible that is. But yeah, to, to establish ourselves, to really establish the way we play, right? I talked about it earlier in the interview, the, the Austin identity. What does it mean to be distinctively Austin FC? And I'd love to see, and this is going to sound absolutely ludicrous because we haven't played a single home game yet and we won't be until the middle of June, but I'd like to think that this incredible groundswell of excitement and support that Austin FC has received from its community continues on for the next two, three years so that these record ticket sales that we saw and waiting lists that we presently have translate into an expanded stadium. Yeah. I think our stadium is too small. I think it could stand to be at least, at least 10,000 seats bigger. And I can't imagine that the team ownership is going to leave that amount of money on the table too much longer. So I'd like to think within... 18 months, a couple of years, some kind of an expansion plan. There's an extra tier added, whatever it might be. I know you could put rickety sheds on the side of the field. I would pay $1,000 for a season ticket. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, just in terms of goals, MLS Cup would be awesome. Establishing ourselves for sure. Making sure we have a concrete identity. And then um, making sure we get more people into the treehouse so we can make noise and support the team. Mark, honestly, uh, an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much um, for sharing your experience of that uh, inaugural game, even though it was on the road in in LAFC. I'm so jealous that you went to an actual real life football game. Uh, and thank you so much for for joining us on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And yeah, best of luck to Austin. My, they're my boys now. Uh, well, fantastic. Well, I'm yeah, I'm so glad, and I'm glad your nephew Austin is going to get his shirt, his jersey here shortly. I don't like doing self-promotion. Or- oh, no, I was going to say, please do. Please tell us everything we need to know to follow you. Well, I really just want to, I wrote an article this weekend that talks about the experience of going to that first game in LAFC. And it's not from my perspective. It was from other fans' perspective. I reached out to other folks who were there. Josh Babetsky, who was the founder and president of Austin Anthem, the original supporters group. He went, took his young son. He talked about the importance of that. Mm. We had folks there from Los Verdes. We had a guy there from Twin Oaks TV, who's one of the YouTube channels that follow Austin. And I wanted to hear from them why they did this. I mean, this was expensive. This was last minute. There was no guarantee they were going to get into the stadium. I at least was assured of that with a media credential, <laughs> but um, they, they did this. They got in the stadium. They had that experience. Why was it important? What did it mean to them? So if folks want to go check out Last Word on Soccer, uh, I should really know the website, shouldn't I? It's lastwordonsport.com forward slash soccer, I believe. And then you can search by my name, Mark Turner. Um, and I can't remember what I called my own article, but it's something along the lines of Austin FC fans show their true colors. Something along those lines. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. 
So that's what happened when I caught up with Mark Turner from Last Word on Soccer, speaking about Austin FC, their debut season, the next couple of years ahead as well. It's really, really exciting. I'm so jealous that, um, you know, there's a team that have now got all that excitement ahead that, that we've gone through with Orlando and Atlanta because it's certainly a roller coaster ride. Um, thank you so much to Mark for chatting to me. Genuinely, really, really really enjoyed it great chat um really nice guy so uh thanks a million to him uh, right i said at the start of the episode that a load of the old features that regular listeners to mls uk show will know are coming back by the way if you are new to the podcast welcome whether you're watching us on youtube or whether you're watching us or listening to us for your podcast provider you can listen back to all of our old episodes, go to sport-social.co.uk and you can listen back on there, um, as well as other podcasts as well that are part of a sports social network of podcasts. But, those regular listeners, it's time. It's time for a feature, a much-loved feature here on the MLS UK show. It's the Jason Crisis Right. Yeah, I don't really know how this started or uh, when it's going to end, to be honest. <laughs> Which will probably be quite soon. Um, but this is our little guessing game. It's like the price is right. It's higher or lower. Um, I've got one for you this week. Are you ready to play? Of course. Let's do it. For the first time in the new studio, Henry Hewitt, come on down. You don't know the trouble I had to go to. I had to sneak back into our old studio just to get this music, <laughs> put it on a hard drive and bring it home. There'll be uh, someone out there who will be like, I hate that theme tune so much. Yeah. Like, Why did you bother? It nearly got lost, but it's here. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chitrito, as we've mentioned already, scored a hat trick for LA Galaxy last night. So today we're going to be looking at total hat tricks scored by individual players. Oh, okay. okay. So, for example, Robbie Keane scored four hat tricks in his time in MLS. So, I'm going to give you a name. You've got to tell me more or less. Sticking with LA Galaxy, Zlatan, higher or lower than four hat tricks? Zlatan really only there for two years. I'm going to say lower. It is lower, but it's only by one. He's got oh. three hat tricks. Um, higher or lower than three hat tricks? Sebastian Giovinco. Um, lower. It's higher. Oh. It's four. I thought I always pictured Giovinco scoring like ones and twos. Yeah, mm. I thought that was obvious because he was there for ages. I thought it'd be more to be honest. Um, higher or lower? <laughs> Sticking with the MLS UK theme here. <laughs> higher or lower? Stern John. Uh. <laughs> Stern John. Trinidad and Tobago's finest. Uh, I think Stern John did okay in uh, MLS. I'm going to say oh. Let's go higher. It is higher as five. I knew he did okay. Five hat tricks. Um, by the way, that's as many as Chris Wondolowski. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay. Higher or lower than five hat tricks? Taylor Twelman. Oh, um, lower, but I think it'd be just lower. It is lower. Taylor Twelman scored three. Mm. Uh, higher or lower than three? Kai Kamara. Higher, surely. Kai Kamara's only got two. Oh. Crazy, isn't it? Um, okay, a couple more. Higher or lower than two? Let's go with... Oh, Landon Donovan. Donovan. He played in a very successful LA Galaxy team. He also won MLS Cup with San Jose. I'm going to go higher. It is higher. He's got four. And finally... Atlanta United's Joseph Martinez, higher or lower than four? Oh, I I don't think he scored that many. I'm going to go low. Lower? Wrong. Really? He scored six. <laughs> six wow. hat-tricks. It's incredible. And that is the, that is the record. And the most hat-tricks ever scored in MLS. He's had a season out as well. It's absolutely crazy, but yeah. Oh. Well, not too good today, I've got to say. But got a uh, couple wrong. I'm rusty. I've not done Crisis Right for a while. So next week I'll be better. Hopefully time. you were playing along at home. Let us know how you got on. <laughs> yeah, comment below on YouTube or tweet us at MLS UK Show. If you did better than me, feel free to tweet me as well at Henry underscore underscore Hewitt. And uh, yeah, and say you did better than me. Um, right, another feature that we've brought back, uh, just because last year, conveniently, we did half of the teams. <laughs> 
So now we've got another series season of half the teams to do. It's Henry's Guide to North America. I decided last season that we know a lot about certain states or mm. certain... Um, yeah, you cities. always see New York and LA on the telly, don't you? Yeah, but we don't really know about all the states or cities that are, uh, house MLS teams. So I decided to do a little guide to uh, what we can find in these places. Uh, as I said before, listen back if you want to hear what I've done so far. So we're going to start off Series 4 with Henry's Guide to Austin. Famous, of course, for its country music. I think we're getting um, closer. Oh, no, no. No, well, we're getting closer. I think New York, okay, I'll say they're not really famous for their country music, but we're getting slightly closer. Nashville will be last just because <laughs> I want to get the usage out of this. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Did you know that Austin is the capital of Texas, which is the second biggest state in the US after Alaska? Although I'm not really counting Alaska, so it's the biggest state in the US. Because everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. I better get there fast. <laughs> uh, the population, it is uh, 950,000, which is the 11th biggest city in the USA. And uh, it's known as the City of the Violet Crown. That's because when the sun sets uh, above the hills outside of Austin, it's like a glow. So it's like a crown around the city. I never thought I'd actually learn stuff in this. I thought we were just messing around. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Austin FC is Austin's only professional sports team. So until really? yeah, until Austin FC came, he didn't have one. Wow. They have um, college football, but yeah. they're not professional. Um, and every year, now this is my favourite fact. Now I always point out, which is my favourite fact. This is my favourite fact about Austin. Every year, and this happened last Saturday, actually. It's the last Saturday in April. Every year, they celebrate the they celebrate Eeyore's birthday from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> they have uh, bright everyone goes, the most depressing character in anything exactly yeah they celebrate his birthday uh, they get big drums and bang them and it seems like a real colourful party but as oh, you said no. one of the most depressing characters in the cartoon history Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh um, if you know what relation ER has to Austin, please let us know at MLS UK Show. Uh, Austin has the largest bat colony in the US. There's over 1.5 million bats in Austin. Um, and uh, it has the Junk Museum. We've the had, Junk Museum? Yeah, we've had the Spy Museum in DC. We had the Spam Museum in Minnesota. Austin has the Junk Museum. You're not going to be the Spam Museum. No. Uh, Austin has an average of 300 sunny days a year, so it is the sunniest Ooh, city nice. in the US. And more than 10% of Austinites have German heritage. Wow. Um, and I recently did one of these ancestry... Sorry, do you want more music? Uh, no, no, I've nearly done. Okay. Uh, we've run over, but this uh, this is a good point. Uh, the, I recently did one of them ancestry uh, sort of DNA tests. Did you? It came back, I'm 100% UK and Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> do you know you do these? And, mate, it, it, Were you hoping for a bit of Atlanta? I was hoping for something interesting. <laughs> like uh, Poppy did hers and she got a bit of Sweden and Norway, like oh, nice. Scandinavia. No, I'm 100% UK and Ireland. I can fact, believe that. I'm 57% Northwest England, where I live, where Manchester is. So literally 57%, I've not even, my family have not moved. 50, that's because if you look at Henry like this, 57% <laughs> of him is just gravy. <laughs> yeah, Northern gravy. Um, yeah, I think I had like 15% Irish and then the rest Scottish. And well, <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I thought, what a waste of money that is. Uh, and to round off the um, Austin and uh, Henry's Guide to Austin, famous people from Austin include Dakota Johnson, the actress, Nelly. Ah, oh, yes, Nelly. Uh, Wait a minute, I thought he was from St. Louis. Uh, he's either lives there or he's, he's oh, born okay. there. Anyway, I'm going off famous uh, famous birthdays or whatever it is. Thought he's from Nellyville. And probably, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Nellyville's in Austin. And the uh, most famous Austinite. He's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yes. Of course it. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, because he's not really called Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who knew his name wasn't actually Austin? Or Stone Cold. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much for another wonderful guide to Austin. I genuinely want to go one day, actually. Yeah, I want to go to that stadium. Um, if the Q2, you, is it? Uh, yes, or as you called it, the... Uh, Oh, what would you've just literally done the interview? The treehouse. The treehouse. There we go. That's what uh, Mark wants it to be called. Um, 
Yeah, thank you for uh, indulging that. If you want to suggest your place, your city, your state, or another MLS city or state that you want to know, uh, get in touch with us. Hello at MLS.show. You can email us or get in touch with us on social media. And I know that we just constantly ask you for things and ask you to comment on things and whatever, but seriously, I find it's such an education i love it when i see just people that follow us they tweet us and they'll say listening to the podcast and they'll send a picture and it just because we are here in a white room in the uk it fascinates me we're not allowed to go out and do anything at the minute so people have tweeted us before with pictures saying i'm listening to the pod and they're like walking past the atlantic united training ground um, was it John Nason yeah. who did that? Um, then, you know, I see people in Kansas just like in a, in a field. It fascinates me because America and Canada, every every step from state to state is so different. It looks so different. So, um, yeah, just send us send us pictures of like where you're listening, what things look like for you on a daily basis. I just I find it really interesting. Henry doesn't care. I do care. <laughs> this week in MLS. Before we get into our predictions for this weekend, I've just remembered something that somebody tweeted us and I thought I've got to bring it to the show. I can't let this lie. These people anger me, upset me. Wait, so sorry to interrupt. You've literally just gone from, we love you telling us where you're watching the podcast or, or listening to the podcast from. Please send us pictures. We love America. We love Canada. Literally then, the next thing you say is, do you know what really annoys me about people who listen to this podcast? No, I'm being serious. I mean this. I mean this. Right. Wait till you hear this. Go on. People tweeted when we put out the last episode and the tweet went out and it is like, right, listen now, the first episode of season four, we're back, new studio, blah, blah, blah. Someone tweeted about four hours later and they went, this was great. Listened on times 1.5. What? To the whole podcast? The whole podcast. Bo- listen, do you know on, on your podcast app, you can play back at different speeds? Yeah. So someone said, oh, they listened to the whole thing at, at times 1.5, so one and a half times quicker. And then someone replied saying, oh, I do. I listen on two uh, times two sometimes. Times two? I mean, I know we ran over. I know it was a bumper episode Yeah, it was. Time. It was a long episode. It did go on a bit. But, but still. Times two. I, I had to check this out to find out how it sounds, right? So this is, this is my findings. Full of frustration. So this is normal, right? So yeah. times one. Despair. Despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. That's 1.5. British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Pride. Times two. Someone listened to the podcast at this speed. And they found... Major League Soccer. Yes, we are back. Season four, episode one of the MLS UK show from our brand new studio. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. We've got loads and loads to talk to you about, so let's get on with it. And this is how laughing sounds, by the way, on the uh, on the podcast, right? So when we have a little giggle, yeah, this is how it sounds on Henry Hewitt. It's not even a lie. <laughs> and uh, we're now in a... <laughs> Do you know what's funny is is that that person who's listening to 1.5 that'll now that little bit there will be what at three yeah um, so if, if it's uh yeah if it's one and a half it'll that'll be three and if you're listening on times two that'll be times four that's intense I don't know how you can do I mean thanks for listening you know we'll take anything <laughs> but still that's really intense yeah I, I mean it can't be that enjoyable but uh, who's to say how enjoyable it is at times one let's be honest. <laughs> Um, right, well, yeah, I mean, I don't, normally I say thanks, get in touch or whatever, but I don't know what to say to that, but... If you could please get in touch and let us know what you... Oh, it's really hard to speak yeah. like If you could please get in touch and let us know what you think to the podcast and what speed you listen to it, it's at MLS UK show, or you can email us, hello, at MLS.show. That was, that, fair play, that was, was that impressive. Right? Yeah, and then those people listening, that would be at, like, plus six, I think, <laughs> times six. Um, right, let's have a look to this weekend in MLS. Uh, we're going to do our first set of predictions of the season, and um, it's another bumper weekend. Before that is the Champions League, so good luck to all the sides still left in the Champions League yeah. from MLS. There's five. We're doing well this year. Yeah. It's never happened before. Five out of eight, so hopefully we'll actually get a winner this time. It's Atlanta v. Philadelphia, Toronto v. Uh, Cruz Afoul, uh, Columbus versus Monterrey, and uh, Portland versus club america it's actually i think um it's the first time i, I think it's in a long time it could be 10 years I, I i did write it down but my notes are over there behind the camera so i'm not gonna get them That's but good. um uh i think it's the first time in a long time that there's two mls sides facing each yeah, other. yeah it's a shame that they've drawn each other because like i just said mls sides are doing really well in this it seems a shame that you know they've got to play each other it is a shame but 
as five out of eight. Yeah. Statistically, one was going to happen. Probably, probably going to happen. Wasn't it? Um, so good luck to them. It's the first leg this week. Uh, looking ahead to this weekend, then um, Saturday evening, it's New York Red Bulls versus Chicago kicking things off. Um, Got to say, it was nice to see Chicago at Soldier Field with fans as well. That was yeah. good. Yeah, I'm actually going to make a, uh, a note of these because what happens is we do these predictions and then neither of us write them down and we forget. So uh, I'm, I'm taking a note here. Uh, New York Red Bulls versus Chicago Fire. Okay. Go on, stick a score on it. Uh, I think Red Bulls will be very disappointed with their start to the season, naturally, when you've lost two out of two. Uh, I think they'll come back and win. No, I think it'll be 3 1. I've just written 3 1, as you can see. So we've gone for the same score. Oh, great. <laughs> Strong start. Um, RSL versus SKC is the abbreviation derby uh, in MLS. Um, RSL sharing their ground with Vancouver this season. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, pfft. I I think Kansas win this one nil. I think I, I said I, I said that I didn't think RSL would have a good season, so that naturally meant they would go to Minnesota and win in their yeah. opening game. Oh, of this course. Uh, but I think uh, I think RSL might have a good start to this season, but they'll tail off. So I'm going to go two one RSL. Two one. Okay. Um, Montreal are playing Columbus. This is a big game, I think, because we've seen a strong start from Montreal, and we backed Columbus as being a team that are going to be up there. They'll have come off the back of their uh, midweek game as well in the Champions League. So what are you going for? I'm going to go for, because uh, normally I would probably go for Columbus because Montreal are playing at Inter-Miami. But the, as, as we saw, they've done quite well in their opening games, uh, not playing at home. So I think this will be a, a high scoring game again. I think it'll be 2-2. Two, two. I've gone 2-2 two, two as well. <laughs> We we spend too much. Are you time right? He's <laughs> looking at this. Um, Houston versus LAFC. Oh, this could get ugly. It could. It could. But Houston surprised me against San Jose. I thought they played really. I don't think San Jose played that great, but I think San uh, Houston played very well. Uh, they then lost to Portland, whereas LAFC have taken four points from their first two games. I think they'll make it seven. I think it'll be, I think, three one to LAFC. I've gone two one. Thank goodness we've actually gone for something different. Um, still Saturday night if you're in North America however this is midnight on Sunday morning here in the UK uh, it's New England Revolution versus Atlanta um, New England Revolution I'm going to be a uh, little uh, going to be tell you into something I've not told you I had a little bet on New England Revolution Did e- you? each way to win MLS Cup because of Bruce Arena and it was a, it was good odds so if they get to the conference final, I think I'm not surprised it was good odds. Yeah, no, I think I think they can get to conference. I'm I'm not doing it because they. I don't think they'll win it. I think they'll go quite close, and I'll still get money. All right, so you're going for a New England win against Atlanta? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I think one one. I one, think one. Atlanta have impressed me uh, the start of the season. Where Martinez hasn't really played as well, or not as much as he would normally do that. So they've still got him to come in. I think both sides will probably take a draw in this one. Okay. Um, I've mentioned that Cincinnati have really disappointed me in their start to the season. Naturally, they're playing Orlando next. Hmm. Um, we'll probably win 5-0. Um, I have to go for an Orlando win because we need to get some points on the board. So I'm going to go 2-0 Orlando. What did you go for for New England, by the way? Uh, 3-1 Atlanta. Ah, okay. Well, because you said Atlanta will win, I think Orlando will win. Um, yeah, sorry, Cincinnati. I think they'll score, but I think Orlando, this will be the game where you, you sort of start your season off. I'm going to be 4 1. 4 1, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia versus NYCFC. Ah, this is hard because New York played really well, but it was against Cincy. And once you've scored two, you scored three, and then four and five. They're away. I'm going for a Philly win. I'm going to go 2 1. Um, I think this will be... I think New York City will win 2-1, actually. I think Philly will have quite a slow start to the season. What did you say, 2-1? 2-1. A hangover from uh, from last season. I think Philadelphia will have. Okay. Uh, FC Dallas versus Portland, then, at the Toyota Stadium. Yeah, I have to go Portland here. I'm sorry. Go on. What's going I think narrow. I'll go... No, not now. I'm going to go 2-0. Portland... Uh, I think this will be 2-2. 2-2. Goals, goals, goals. Love it. Um, Minnesota versus Austin FC. 
Now, this has become actually a, quite a big game for Minnesota, hasn't it? They've lost the first two. They yeah. got uh, thumped by Minnesota. Uh, sorry, by Seattle. Um, but I, I think Austin will go and win this. Do you? Yeah, I think they will. I think it'll be 2-1. Nothing to do with the fact that loads of Austin fans are watching <laughs> and listening to this and Henry wants to endear himself. Hey, I've been there on uh, Henry's Guide to North America. I like the place. Okay, uh, I'm going for 1-1. One, one. Uh, San Jose versus DC United. <sighs> this is tough. Yeah, kind of Jekyll and Hyde starts to the season. Yeah, both of them. San Jose, I can't work out at all. Um, I'll go home win. I'm going to go... Th- 3-1 to San Jose. Hmm, I'm going to go... I'm going for... A, I feel like I'm going for a lot of draws and I mean boring, but I think this would be a draw. I think... No, actually, no. San Jose, they played well at home in the last game. I think they'll continue it. I think it'd be 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Okay, it's locked in. Uh, Nashville. I've slowly becoming my... Uh, well, my third team behind Austin. Uh, Nashville versus Miami, who are slowly... Be- no, they're not. They're really not. Uh, I've got to go for a Nashville win. I can't bear to say anything else. Um, Miami did look good, to be fair. Uh, Narrow 1-0 victory. I don't even believe what I'm saying, but I have to just say it and pretend that I believe it's true. Well, uh, (laughs) I think by Poppy's reactions, not only their new kit this year in a kit review, but also the pink... uh, jacket that Phil never wore in the last weekend I don't think I'll be allowed back in my house if I don't say that Miami wins so I say 2-1 Miami 2-1 Miami okay it's locked in couple more to do um, this, this, mon- this is what I don't like right so my alarm goes off on a Monday morning at 4am so that I can go and do my breakfast radio show Seattle LA is at 2am in the UK and Vancouver Colorado is at 3am so you'll catch uh, no knowing the kickoff times uh, in MLS, you'll probably catch the last hour. Of well, Seattle. I now want to watch them. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stay up. I want to see them. Or you could. Well, you'll have to go to sleep Sunday. Sunday after the Nashville game. Mm. Uh, well, good luck with that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to Elliot's uh, breakfast <laughs> on <radio> Monday, <laughs> Signal1.co.uk. <laughs> listen on Monday uh, to see whether he manages to get into work. Uh, go on then Seattle LA Galaxy uh, I think this is a, C- a narrow Seattle win I'm going 2-1 um, yeah I, I, Seattle I think LA Galaxy will score somehow but I think yeah Seattle will take advantage more I think Seattle will take advantage more of LA Galaxy's defence rather than the other way around so I think it'd be 3-1 to Seattle 3-1 okay final game Vancouver versus Colorado Uh Vancouver playing in RSL's ground. Although they beat they beat Portland, didn't they? Uh, so maybe a change of scenery is good for them. Um, where do I start with this? I'm going to just say a draw. This will be a nil nil this weekend. Do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going one one. Okay, one one and nil nil. There we go. Predictions are locked in. Um, where where do we stand with predictions? I know you won the first year. I won the second year. I what happened last, last year? Last year was void. Yeah, <laughs> everything was void. COVID. So. Yeah, so we're going into this afresh. Um, give us your predictions for what's happening this weekend. Again, uh, message us YouTube, uh, comment uh, below the video, or you can tweet us at MLS UK Show. You can email us hello at MLS.show. Um, and also, if you somebody uh, said on Twitter this week, they said, Do you have a, a section where you answer questions? And we, we haven't really got that because we felt, well, who cares what we've got to say? Uh, but if you do care and you want to ask us a question and get our opinion on something, then uh, yeah, message us with your question. I genuinely thought about doing a Q&A on Instagram this yeah. weekend on our account. And can I just be really transparent here? Okay. We have thousands of listeners to this podcast. We've got no followers on Instagram. Mm. No one follows, follows us on Instagram. So can that be the challenge for this week? Um, follow us at MLS UK show on Instagram and then we'll start doing a few more. We can do some lives. We can do some Q and A's, um, but we need some friends first, please. Yeah, I, please. D- I did do, um, we have done one Q and A on Instagram that I did, but then it was just people asking for Poppy's opinions on kits. <laughs> Cause I mentioned that she was sat next to me as I were doing it. So, uh, yeah, I've got these new jeans. Can you tell me what Poppy thinks? <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, feel free. Ask us a question if you want. Um, so that's it for this episode of the MLS UK show. Um, we've got two more things to do. The second one is to remind you to rate the podcast, which we're doing a bit. But the first one 
is to get the answer to the game with a changing name. Yeah, so the game with a changing name, we give you the career path of a player who's played in MLS and in the UK. And I told you that this week's player started his career at Beershot. Do we still not know where they are? I can't, I'll have a look. Here you go. Uh, it's... I don't even know how you spell it. Oh, it's Dutch. Ah, beer shot. So it's the Dutch league. Okay. They play in purple like Orlando. Uh, Then they went on to Celtic, Mm -hmm. then Southampton. And they played for another Premier League team, which is where they became a big name. Is that team Tottenham Hotspur? It is Tottenham Hotspur. And is that player... Victor Wanyama. Victor Wanyama, now, of course, at Montreal. I remember when he signed, uh, it was a big deal, and I thought, I can't use him yet because it'll be really obvious. So um, I've double-checked. We haven't done him before. Uh, So, yeah, Victor Wanyama currently made uh, 23 appearances for Montreal already. So he's he's almost made half the amount of appearances that he did for Spurs. (laughs) It's flying by. If you want to uh, Google some of Victor Wanyama's tweets, then feel free to do it because he has tweeted some gold before. Just random stuff. I think it was when Twitter first started, he just tweeted random stuff. So Google it. It's It's quite funny. And while you're online checking out Victor Wanyama, make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Uh, make sure you leave a rating and a comment. What's the rule about the rating, Henry? Oh, I get to do I never do this. Uh, LA Galaxy style, five stars only. Five stars only. Um, when you leave us a comment, let's set a challenge, shall we? Yeah. Leave us a comment. Let's get as many people doing this as possible. Leave us a comment. You can write whatever you want about the podcast. Tell us however terrible we are. But make sure it includes these words. Can I have one? <laughs> yeah, if you leave us a rating and it says, Can I have one? Uh, we promise we'll read it out on the next episode. There you go. Uh, leave us a review, leave us a rating, and make sure it includes... Can I have one? You know, uh, last night when she recorded that, mm. literally, for, for the rest of the night, I was just sending her into the kitchen, uh, uh, saying, Oh, are you... Uh, are you going to get something to eat? She went, yeah, I might just get a, a, a biscuit or a bit of chocolate. And then I'd Can go, I have one? Yeah, just anything. <laughs> uh, and that will continue for a long time. And uh, if anyone, if you want to tweet her, uh, I think, let me just check. I should really know this considering I'm marrying her. But mm. uh, yep. her Twitter In a month. Hand- yeah, in a, in a month. Uh, Twitter handle, po- at poppynic13. Uh, so P-O-P-P-Y-N-I-C-13. If you want to tweet her just saying, can I have one, then um, feel free. Let's get it trending. Use the hashtag. Can I have one? <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Uh, thanks for listening to episode two of season four of the MLS UK show. Over to this guy to say, see ya. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.